Hello, everybody. It's Friday night and it is weekender time once more. And there's a bunch of old men looking at the old world, old hammer and the old west. Aren't you in for a jolly old time? On top of that, one lucky winner will be in with a chance to get the base set of the Scylla Legion from dakadakastore.com. You can see more about it in this week's Kickstarter, but to be in with a chance to win, you have to be a backer. If you put I am a backer in the comments on YouTube, then you may be winning the base set. So sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekender. This week, Ben, Justin, John, and myself will be taking you through a gentle meander of hobby goodness from the last seven days in gaming. I hope you've had a good week. We've had mm -hmm. an interesting one. Lots going on. Yeah. I've, I've managed to whittle down our 20, uh, 20 project shortlist for the Terrain Fest. So we're on short list, not even shorter list? No, it's it's currently 37 projects long. So <laughs> I need to do a bit more whittling to get it down to the 20. It's supposed to be asked before we go any further. But you know, it just goes to show how much good stuff you folks have done, basically. Jesus, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a lot in there. Mm -hmm. See, I didn't swear anything. I was very good. Oh, yes, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. But yeah, yeah, there's been some spectacular projects. And I believe there's going to be a little special roundup show slash... Um, award winner announcement next mm -hmm. week uh, yep. to account so, for that. So, mm -hmm. yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yep, keep your eye out. Uh, you'll be able to see some of the stuff that's going on because there's a lot. Uh, some, there's some. There's a few I've had follow on that are still privated that people never got round to, but I'm curious as to whether or not they do start them in the future um, <laughs> because I do want to see them. Ah, they're, they're, sprinkling they're, challenges. Yeah. yeah, they're prepping, prepping. Yeah. Yeah, Although this week, I did idea. get to see John soul partially leave his body when he realized he had to do an entire army of Fortune Camo. Oh, nice. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a choice. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. You, you drop on those colors. Just, just, be, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. <laughs> he chose death. Mm -hmm. Just uh, drop the base green. Just do the camo straight over whatever they're primed as or plastic. It's all fine. Anyway, yep. yeah, so um, you'll be able to see that next week. And then I imagine Warren will appear at some point and start talking about his plans for uh, the winter. Because, you know, the night's drawing, people stay at home, and there's got to be something to keep people entertained. And apparently it's us. We're some sort of model jesters. I, I think Frolic Netflix would problems. be better. <laughs> oh no! Whenever someone says, "Oh, you work for a media company," I just go, "Yeah, I make funny word noises on the internet." Go me. So, <laughs> anyway, winter approaches, but before we get to that, we've got the rest of today's show to get through. And yes. it starts as always with our indie of the week. Oh yeah! And this week it is products for war gamers. The internet, <laughs> not quite your, your local scrapyard. Yeah. Uh, is, is it product or products? Uh, I don't know the difference with the bunny ears. So, 
let's say, the bunnier one, because it's <laughs> That's the funnier one, yeah. <laughs> uh, so products for Wargamers. Uh, there is a reason. We'll get to the reason right at the very end as to why I've picked this for this week. Uh, but you can see they're a delightful little company that do things mostly in the way of laser cutting bits, um, which is very good. So they have uh, a variety of things. Some bits and pieces bought in from other companies, some that they produce themselves. Um, I, I wouldn't explain why I found them yet, because that would ruin the surprise. The, uh, <laughs> the, the medium of laser cut, obviously, people are well aware of it. There's big companies out there like Litco and the like in, um, who are knocking stuff out there. But if you're looking yeah. to get your hands on a load of tokens or bits and pieces um, for gaming, uh, you want to drop a fog bank, pop smoke and flames of war, or uh, throw off a, an ice wall in um, something like Frostgrave, then you know, they're handy to have because you can mm -hmm. flat pack them, store them, you know, away and then just take them out when you need them. Uh, yeah. Which is, there's a lot to be said for not having to have everything three-dimensional all the time, especially for a variety of games. Yeah. It is a game after all. <laughs> so that's, that's what they tell me. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, they do a few pages worth of the, uh, the tokens and bits and pieces, acrylic and MDF. Um, some of them are for specific games, as you can see, Pickett's Charge. Then they do little bundles. I think there's a whole set for the Union for Pickett's Charge. Hey, this have something to do with why you were looking at this site, Jerry? <laughs> no, no, I've, I found this site a long time ago, long before oh, okay. Shay seduced me with six mil ACW. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, the fact that they exist isn't <clears throat> terrible. I like the wee flame markers as well. Yeah, mm. they're, they're really cute. They're really nice. Yeah, uh, I like the fact that they do the flat ones and also the ones that interslot. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And mm. that's one of the ways that they help drop down. Uh, it does give you the base sizes on them, by the way. So right. I know some of them have got like a 15 mil base ring, which is roughly the size of a turret ring for flames, I think, on the old resin ones. Anyway. Oh. Not far off, yeah. So you, you can just take the turret off and pop it on top of the base that's ring. Nice. And it just sits. Um, yeah. Then obviously there's the, the various acrylic and, and just generic as well. If you just need tokens, there's even some for... Uh, a game called uh, Saga, I believe. Just to you after after some fatigue markers. Yeah, I thought this was some form of weird, you know, round tile scrabble for a second. Also, mm. yes. Uh, so yeah, these are really weird. Um, what are they called? Love, um, love hearts. Love, oh, hearts. love hearts. Love hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So put love hearts for war gamers now. There's yeah. the insane crew shaking, hatred. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure about this new flavor, lad. It tastes a wee bit ashy. They, <laughs> these, are my, these are my favorite, the ones yeah. with the wacky letters on them. That's cool. I like that. Which is yeah. why I've got about 50 of them sitting over there. Mm, and I have no idea why, but I've plenty of games where occasionally things do get shaken or broken and you need to know. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's handy. Anyway. Uh, whenever it, a bit of your tech breaks down, you just grab a bit of super glue, dot, yeah. dot, done. That's broken. So, yeah. <laughs> so there is a, a whole, whole host of those things. Um, you can also get acrylic uh, nice MDF base. yeah. bases yeah um so clear acrylic ones and then uh bases and movement trays as you would expect um you know a variety therein handy for various games as they say skirmish trays good if people want to play the old world where they 
they refuse to rebase the GW's demands. Don't give in to terrorism, kids. Just because they say your base has to go from a, a 20 mil perfectly formed square to some sort of ridiculous size 30 mil or whatever it is these days. Just put them in one of these instead. Bam, done. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or Live with the footprints, man. Or Oathmark <laughs> or your regular bases. They're all kind of cool, mm-hmm. kind of fun, funky. We like them. Um, there's one other little thing before we have a look at the buildings, which is the terrain. And the train is, it's classic for Wargamers by Wargamers. So it is just, you know, you want hills, you want barbed wire sets, whatever it happens to be. Here's uh, a hill. <laughs> here, here's stuff that we have done. Yeah, this, this is what we needed for our war games. So you might need it for your war games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you just go ahead and, uh, and get it shipped to you and away you go with your life. Nice. Uh, Price very, point is ridiculously low. Depends on the, the size of the, the thing. So, I mean, it's not a massive. Mm. Massive doohickey to deal with, um, yeah. but obviously very good for people getting into World War One gaming, of which seems to be more and more these days. A, a war, war trans- transformed, uh-huh. yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's happening quite a bit. Mm. Um, so, our buildings come in four flavors: industrial, medieval, residential, or moderns, as I term it, and <laughs> wiki wiki wah wah. <laughs> Love it. Oh, uh, let's um, start with Wild Wild West. Why not? Good call there, Justin like him oh uh, well, I, I was going elsewhere but uh i guess jerry's telepathy was slightly off no nope. best place to go best place to <laughs> go. call back to xlbs see ben's girlfriend you can paint wild west houses with lots of color on them oh, God, but yes. they don't look stupid <laughs> <laughs> they, they look fantastic yeah. look look how bright and beautiful it is actually i've seen somebody doing weathering uh, they painted them like this. So they were really bright, and then got weathering pencils oh, and used them yeah, to do nice, the yeah. edges and stuff because it was That's really cool. quick. So that might be one for you, Ooh. Benjamin. I suppose yeah. if you're you're in a, a desert, the building will get sandblasted. Yeah, yeah, it might do. I mean, these are the things that are sent to try us. Uh, so as you can see, you get the dimensions and a quick pick of them. They are just simple MDF buildings. They're not going to be confused or baffled by what they are when they arrive the sheriff's office i think has the little uh is this the one with the little shed at the back it is well it does uh, come with the the uh the name of it as well yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh there's so that's all ready for you yeah that's so, cool yeah. so you don't have to paint it on because yeah. nobody wants to do that with their life i was going to say it's actually quite surprising just how deep the engraving is on that mm. i think they just come all the way through yeah Maybe that that looks like it's like engraved like a couple of three mil down into it, which actually takes a surprising amount of power from your lasers. Maybe he's got a powerful laser, and he no longer had <laughs> no longer have mutant sea bass to put them on. You just see him dead. standing over it with the finger up like this, going lasers. Little freight station that you can have alongside your choo choo puff puff line mm-hmm. um, for lud. So you know everything you you need, including the we'll get there soon. That's we're, cute. we're Amish building here. We just get a load of people in and we'll raise this bard in a day. And then they went, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give up here, lads. Break for lunch. Break yeah. for lunch. Yeah. Although I, mean, I have seen some people take, there's like a canvas paper you can get to wrap yes. over this, like the yeah. tenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, it's another good way to change up the look of the building very simply because you can get a couple of them and have them at various levels of construction and then have the, the canvas over to keep it dry before they put the, the plank in the like on. So, Mm-hmm. Um, any sort of decent grade tissue paper will do, uh, or uh, wax paper, like a, a greaseproof paper, where when you're baking, just take some of your baking paper and put it to one side and you're good to go with it. 
Uh, so yes, the Wiki Wiki Wawa. Very nice. It's Very uh, nice. it's a delightful place to come and visit, and as you can see, there's quite a few of them, mm-hmm. uh, including and the various not, saloons. Not bank breaking in the the wallet either. No, no, no. Because they they are just. I mean, it's just what board gamers want. You need to fill a table with Wild West stuff. Yep. Go basic. If you yeah, want to put yeah. more detail on afterwards, you can definitely do that. And I mean, we've seen plenty of stuff recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarissa and all do a, a ton of stuff where you can use it to uh, upgrade or just sort of flesh out the, the the final look of it if you want to. But I think yeah. Wild West is, is spot on as is. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the amount of variation that you're going to want, because every building had its own role. It's all unique. It was all unique mm-hmm. builds, more or less. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. <clears throat> We'll go residential then, since uh, since you asked, and it's also very small. Um, so I'm so polite, aren't I? Yep. So it's really just modular house. Uh, there's an additional floor, so the middle floor level, so you can do your Marvel Crisis Protocol or your Walking Dead or whatever modern you want to, you know, from basic building to multiple story high rise. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the little residential building. Again, you know, it, it is what it is. It's nice and simple ton of time on the laser getting all the brickwork cut mind you mm-hmm. see things like this i would be very tempted to actually prime it while it's still on the frame yes to speed up your painting i i had that thing when i was looking at building my wild west stuff i just kind of built it and then primed it but i think going the way the route that you said and doing it on the frame seems like a better option actually because it just makes it a lot easier <laughs> well it means then you're just taking care of the edging yeah yeah which is good and a little Good. teeny tiny houselet mm. in case you want to run about the streets in the teeny tiny houselet. Let's... Oh, what one do I think he wants? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go for the medieval. Ooh. Thank you. Yeah. I like those. We'll start with the dice tower. That is a very nice there, dice tower. There's a few places do things like this. Uh, and you too can have a dice tower on your gaming table without people realizing it. Uh, and the fact that it has little doors that you can close. Um, Why does Jerry keep chucking his dice into the tray? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what, one of these, I bought a load of them. One of them's a dice tower. I can't remember which. <laughs> keep trying until I find yeah, but the out. The fact yeah. that you can close the doors and then it's just like it's the Kool Aid Man. Hmm. Well, yeah. Well, it depends. I was going to say it depends how heavy your dice are, but I have a set of metal dice that would that would Kool Aid through <laughs> well, those doors. Blow the doors yeah. out. Yeah. Without anything. Yeah, you see Jerry drops them in, the entire thing falls apart. You were only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> but it's just, uh, I mean, the, the fretwork on it. Um, yeah. The, the timber beams. Is just this would be one of those. Just, this would be one of those kits that you do in the way that Justin was saying, where you'd spray the different bits on the. Yeah, uh, on the frame, on the frame, and then put them together because otherwise you have to worry about doing all the details on the timbers and stuff, aren't you? Then, mm, so yeah. you're, you're not going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, all right. Here's a little side note. It's nice to see that these fit in really well with the deep cut mats. Mm, yes. True. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But no, I I like this this style of like fantasy slash historical esque village that you can do because then you can use it for like multiple games. Yeah. Really, you're saving money by buying it. Yes, of course. <laughs> you can see there the stackery going on. I mean, it'd be perfect for... Yes. Um, the interlink is interesting in it. Mm. Yes. I've just got that stuck in my head now from Blade Runner 2040. Interlinked. Interlinked. But yeah, the uh, I think the, the medieval range is possibly one of my favourites. Um, Very nice. It's, it's just so distinctive and evocative. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And I mean, it's, again, it's one of those things where if you want to come in and actually put your own shingling over the top mm-hmm. um, to dress this up a bit more and do a bit of plaster work or stone <clears> work on the... Yeah, you or even getting out. little bits yep. of clear colored plastic to do your stained glass windowage. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you really mm-hmm. want to go mad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't even, there's the shingles. You don't even have to go particularly um, over the top. Bar, no, just get yeah. a, a blister pack and then just grab some overhead projector pens in various colors and just scribble colors on them and then cut mm-hmm. them out and stick them on the back. Boom, yeah. stained glass, done and dusted in no time. Yeah. I've got him. That's the Keith Flint preacher from the Sisters of Battle. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've painted mine up like Keith Flint from Firestarter. He's wearing a Stars and Stripes robe. <laughs> I forgot about that. I should find him. I, I won't find him. I can't be honest. Yeah, that, that looks like a really fun table to play on. Mm. It's uh, It's got a lot going on for it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's very nice. So I don't like the accent change. Don't <laughs> <laughs> But there's the other thing. I remember we did something similar to this, uh, similar style of buildings and stuff. And we actually put like tiny little battery lights inside everything mm-hmm. so that we could turn it all down and make it all nice glowy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which weekend was that? Uh, Fable Realms one, I think. Fable Realms, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, where I finally had to finish the bloody inn <laughs> that took me a year to build. Very nice. Like a problem. Lazy, it was a me problem. Lazy boy. Anyway, so the medieval classic, and we'll finish off with the industrial, because uh, I believe that people quite like things like the Necromundas, the firefights, the uh, Judge Dreads, and all points north. And these are Judge Dread. Jerry, I'd never have thought you'd have liked oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? I'm, well, I, I'm I thought it was 1999 AD he preferred. What? He really tried to pull a joke out yeah, of his Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, even the way I said it came out wrong. I, <laughs> I feel ashamed of myself. I'm sorry, folks. Space 1999 is great, though. Martin Landau was fantastic. Got that. There we go. I, I, really like these, uh, I really like the textures that they've gone with as well. Having yeah. the, the hex plates, the bars, the digital camo style type stuff. The Very cool. tread plate. Mean, this would look fabulous for some Infinity gameplay. Mm, yeah. I wonder if they're um, up and down levels. Objective room size as well that could be quite interesting to see what the hmm, dimensions maybe. of those are so fight it up and up and down yeah i just really want that i really want lots of that for some reason just a big industrial complex yeah, yeah. yeah. don wants because... to expand his gundam diorama i'll make it the the nord stream pipeline end mm. <laughs> right <laughs> set yeah. one half of it on fire that was <laughs> And it's it's HDF, so you could literally set it on fire and get a real effect. I like the use of tubing at the back as well. Mm, yes. So you actually have tubes. Mm. This I quite like, that little like subterranean sewer piping mm. bit. There's always a That's sewer level. The rest of the Nord Stream there. Look, you can even <laughs> yeah, turn it on and it. off, John. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how modular this particular kit is, or if it has to be built that way. Yeah, have we got more images of it? No, unfortunately not for this nah. one. I'd say that's, it's that's probably quite curious. open, I'd guess, for you yeah, to play around that's, with. That's that's got me curious because it looks like you've got a few different end caps that you can use to like refactor how it's laid out. Yeah. Could be very nice to play around with anyway. So. And the 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 simplicity of their kit design, you know, works well with industrial because industrial is 
brutalist it's design. Brutalist. Yeah, <clears throat> there's there's no need to be fancy. We're it's not the Victorian age anymore. You don't need to have yep. gargoyles on every downspout. I just uh, need an I beam going that way and that way. Yep. To, yeah. to be fair, though, can I just go on a little aside? Oh, feel the, free. The power station in America that was built in the twenties that the control room was Art Deco and had a oh, stained glass dome atop, atop the control room. Oh, I wish I was alive in those days. <laughs> There's a, a similar thing in Canada. Um, yeah. I think it's like a water treatment plant near Toronto, and it keeps being used in a variety of films for things because the entire front of the building is all Art Deco. Mm. It was used in the Mouth of Madness as a an insane asylum and stuff. It's just every oh, cool. every, every shot inside and outside looks spectacular, and you're mm. going, "This is just so weird." And round the back, they're just filtering out all the turds so that people can drink the water. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's here's an interesting thing. They're actually incorporating living hinges into this to go up and down levels. That's yes. a very cool little piece of design. Like that, yeah. Ooh. And because of all the different uh, cutouts, it means there's definitely a degree of modularity with this. And change where it's linked up. Link yep. it off in different directions. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's impressive. They're fancy fellas. We're back to tall things that Ben can push people off. Always. We did yeah. mention but it last week. Unlike Star Wars, <laughs> yeah, this has yeah. handrails, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, only ever so often. There's still plenty of pushage room around yeah. the edge. Uh, so, yeah. Somewhere to lean. Oh, I don't want people <laughs> leaning. Uh, so that's the sort of the main crux of the matter. That's, that's your buildings and the tokens and the various bits they do. Now, as to the reason why we're here, if anybody watched the Silver Bayonet week, I have a really nice set of measuring sticks that people were constantly going on different videos. Uh, Where do you get those measuring sticks? They're nice measuring sticks. Where do you get them? And I started replying to some people, and I can't reply to everybody. And if somebody comes along um, and then asks that question, and I don't see it because I don't get a notification, being me, uh, I got them here. So the nice thing about these measuring sticks are if you're a, a purely historic war gamer and you want the the little sets and i remember seeing this as a kid at the time and going why in the name of god why because they used to advertise these in uh war games illustrated and stuff like that years ago okay. at no point do i need brass etched measuring devices that are dumb <laughs> and they used to be advertised to be within uh one three thousand seven hundred and eightieth of an inch tolerance i'm going when i'm that when it has to be that accurate I don't want to be playing that game. Fast forward 20 odd years and I'm going, you know what? These are great. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so I've got a couple of different sizes. They do uh, them in inch. Uh, they do them in 40 mil and they do them in 60 mil. So if you're playing games that have uh, unit distances, so the likes of L'Art de la Guerre, Fantastic Battles, uh, DBM, DBA, Hail Caesar, things like that, stuff where it, your base size defines the, the measurement that it also moves. You'll find a lot of those are either 40 or 60s, uh, and then obviously inch or inch. Uh, you can get them in a variety of flavors, brass and aluminum, or you can get half and half sets. Um, and then they also do the super expensive knurled ones. Oh, the grippy um, ones. Yeah, for, for extra fanciness. Oh, you can have a, a, nice. a, a knurled alternating yeah. set. Uh, wow. So I really am kind of disappointed i didn't get the knurled one now to be brutally honest but you know christmas is coming i don't need any i've spent i've spent too much money on metal <laughs> screw together rods that i can't extend because <laughs> i bought multiple packs of each an inch and 40 mil size so i've got a set and my opponent can have a set and we can play sag or whatever it happens to be uh, yeah i mean it, we all, in my uh, mind it makes perfect sense for something like a silver bayonet because it's you know 
if you pilled enough enough of them together, you got your ramrod for your musket or your rifle. Yeah. There you go, so. uh, here's a question, Jerry. So yeah. on some of the pictures I'm seeing, there's like a a little like black is yes. it a butt cap or something? What is that? No, no, they're they're measuring again. Um, so if you want to check whether or not like two bases will essentially it's a, an additional base or measuring tool that you can say right. and the little brass bit in the center is to allow you to set it down and lift it up without chasing a base around the table okay so okay so what is it for like combat ranges or something yeah or to, to see whether or not units will fit in before you actually move the units okay um you know okay clever because now i know where games workshop got the idea for their combat gauges from uh, yeah. from, from historical war gamers, uh, historical like war gamers nothing yeah. new under the sun yeah. let's face it Warhammer was a historical rule set first when they first designed it and it was only it's only Mets that everything come back to historicals in the end uh, but yeah so for anybody at home who was wondering because I use them quite a lot on Let's Plays now with Shay um, because if you set it down you can see Gold, silver, gold, silver, gold, silver, gold, and yeah. you just go six inch, five inch, whatever it happens to be, and it's really easy for people to see what you're doing and how far they're moving, and that's just cool. like them. Uh, mm. So if you're after them, products from war gamers. So, other other companies do do them, I'm sure, but they were the the best one I could find in the UK. So, so Ben, make a bitly and every last play, put it in the post. <laughs> Measuring sticks here. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for these. Here you Stop go. Stop asking Jerry. <laughs> he just gets angry. All right. Uh, don't anger the Wookiee. No, never do that. Okay, we shall push on and take a look at some news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the motherfucking news. <laughs> Hello and welcome back. It's time for the news. And we're kicking <laughs> things off with the Dusk House Callus Army from Privateer Press. Yeah. What's that then, um, so there was a previous release for War Machine in the new edition for the new Duskhouse Khalees army uh, that sort of enabled you to dive in and start playing as this slightly more anti-hero styled elven force in Imran and War Machine. Um, and this week we've actually seen the release of a new set, which is an expansion set, which allows you to throw in a few more different characters and a few more elite units and stuff so that you can take what you've had previously and take it up uh, in terms of points and that kind of thing to the higher level. Um, so this one comes with a couple of new characters for you to contend with. So you've got Tyrus, this Asir of Spiders. Very cool indeed. Rocking those epic War Machine shoulder pads as always. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Edgy emo elves. Exactly. That's very much what they've gone for here. <laughs> well, when Skyra went to pot, uh, I think uh, they were like, well, oh well. <laughs> Let's just throw a lot in with Scorn and all the terrible things that are happening in the world. I mean, and then they came to regret it. So they're, they're just maybe in their like grungy teen mode? Probably, yeah. They've certainly got the hairstyles and the outfits for it, that's for sure. Uh, the second of the characters is Diseases. Uh, the Eye of Darkness. Uh, there's, uh, maybe I'm putting too many S's. I don't know. The uh, So another awesome uh, caster for to use. So you've got the slightly more melee-focused melee Tyrus, and then you've got the uh, arcane one in Dysis, which is quite nice. Help, my mage is on fire. You sent another. We're, yeah. we're going I'm, into the cave. Don't worry, lads. I've got this. Yeah. I really like the pose for Dysis, actually. I like the floating off the, the ground with, and mm. the, the mask 
that she's got <laughs> as well. It sort of exudes power and awesomeness, which is very cool. Uh, and obviously that edginess as well. Um, my favorite models, actually, though, are the Dreadguard mm. stuff. Oh, the Dreadguard cavalry on those manticores, just so nice. Yeah. Um, the, the beasts themselves look super cool. I love the armor design. I like the elves on the back of them. I'm normally like full on Kador boy, but <laughs> looking at House Khalees, I was like, oh, these are some edgy elves that I could get on board with. You know, maybe there, I could have my rebellious phase. There's a, there's a lot more World of Warcraft aesthetic to them. There very much is. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. I think that's quite, I think that's something that's come across very much in the aesthetic of War Machine, especially in this new edition, yeah. is this kind of blending of um steampunky stuff which has always been there but very much heightening that technological side on top of the fantasy which you tend to get with some of the um the factions and stuff in war in world of warcraft and stuff especially with the gnomes and, it, and things it, like that so it feels a little like with beyond like um uh beyond kador and the main factions it feels a little mm. less steampunky and a lot more magical yes mm. yeah like magic tech which yeah. is always a nice way to go I think that's very cool and very in keeping with the the elves and stuff that you get in Imran, which is nice. Mm. So yeah, you've got the Dreadguard cavalry there, which are just awesome. And then, oh, the Dreadguard archers. I love an archer in any game, but the Dreadguard archers are just something special. And again, kind of going with that sort of magic tech vibe there as well. Um, I love the look of the armor and the design of the elves themselves. I like that they've always gone with the very big, long ears for um, stuff in War Machine. I think it's really nice and again sort of hits on those kind of World of Warcraft aesthetics. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, all I see is Sylvanas burning the tree. <laughs> I'm like, using that style in a way you go. Yeah, yeah. Pur- purple. You keep the armor the same and just change the cloth to a more purple. purple. Yeah. 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 And I love um, the, the bows as well. I've got that kind of, this is a weapon of war from range, but also I can get up close and personal and cut you to pieces with it as well. It's like Very a Glaive-esque nice. kind yeah. of bow. Yeah. Cool. I am I am curious to see just how wild some folks are going to go whenever they get these in their hands to start painting. Mm, especially when it comes to like the object source lighting. Like, do mm. you really like push that to the next level with the gems and stuff that they've got socketed into their armor? And then of course you've got the explosive arrows as well, which is a nice little touch. So some very cool bits and pieces there. And, and the awesome pants. And the awesome pants. Yes. <laughs> there is some awesome pants. Can't go far with that awesome pants. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, another character. Well, sorry, another unit you could pick up as well. So these are the Soulless Blade Masters. So these are, you've kind of got your cavalry options, a, a few more ranged options, and then the uh, your melee sort of elite here as well, which is quite nice again, looking very cool. It's, I, I would have preferred all of them to be wearing helmets, I think. Um, mm. I, I, there's something a bit weird about the, all the bald L thing, but um, apart from Oi. that. Won't be involved. <laughs> well, you're not an elf, so it's okay. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, very nice models there as well. And then finishing them off, we've also got the Dreadguard Skyir as well. So be looking for uh, a solo to drop in there to give you some bonuses and stuff alongside the rest of your Dreadguard. Then you've got that capped off as well. Um, so this will allow you to kind of basically take what you got in the first army set, the starter set which is around 50 points, depending on how you armed your uh, Warjacks. This will take you to 75 and then 100 as well. So if you want to sort of level things up, maybe you're taking part in a journeyman league or something like that, this would be a great set to go and pick up because it will allow you to sort of incrementally increase things as you go through and uh, build up your force. Obviously, you're going to need more Warjacks and stuff as you go up to slightly higher points levels, but uh, that should be easy enough to solve with some of the stuff that uh, Private Press have been releasing. But yeah, very nice. I very really fancy. miss the old faction books that they used to do. 
Well, you never know. We might get more stuff but focused around the law in the future, potentially. I know a lot of their stuff has gone digital now, hasn't it? Obviously, with the cards yeah, and things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but those, those old do. books were so good for just grounding you within the narrative and the backstory of the world. I really miss those. Privateer, please please bring them back. Yeah, I've still got the Cado one. It was a really good read, actually. It was very well put together. Nice. So was the RPG. Pick up the source books there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's very true, yeah. Go I think way. I still have my copy. Yeah, there you go. And the Iron Kingdom Five E version is meant to be very nice as well. So mm. yeah, definitely give it a shot. Okie dokie. So moving away from steampunky fantasy, uh, we're going to take <laughs> a look at some sci-fi. Mm. Uh, and Mantic have announced a whole raft of pre-orders um, for well, early December, I think. Most of these land, so you've got a month or so while they ship out Twilight Kin. To all the people, all the good girls and boys. All to Jerry, actually. Ordered, <laughs> ordered the all to Kings, the good Jerry. Yeah. Twiglickin. But uh, if you are into the Warpath universe, so Firefight, Dead Zone, uh, and the like, then this is nice. It means we haven't been forgotten in the sci fi world. Um, mm -hmm. A raft of Enforcer pre orders have come. Uh, and some of these from uh listening to ronnie on a podcast there a couple of weeks ago some of these have been sitting around since just at the cusp of covid wow um but then everything you know the event happened and everything changed yeah. so say la vie these are the the things that are sent to try us uh first off is the nova shock peacekeepers uh so the nova shock come with the option for either the heavy thermal rifle or the um fusion Gun. It would be quite a shot getting shot by one of them. So yeah. it would, it will 100% would be. A I think getting shot, shot in general would be quite a shot. <laughs> um, but the, uh, I mean, they're, they're two dice. Both weapon types are two dice. Um, but one does two dice with a blast. So whenever it hits, it does multiple damage per. Um, so it's a good way of taking down things with multi wounds. Uh, and then the other one is specifically anti tank uh with big ap4 on it uh on the heavy thermal rifles so i'm thinking that tunnel runner uh really into kill the tunnel runners all the time um <laughs> i mean they are just the worst worst thing in my life tunnel runners and paul oh, if you're watching this i hate your tunnel runners um <laughs> and you will be facing these at some point in the not too distant uh yeah. probably probably the 7th of december because i think they ship on the 6th the bodies are on the bases. I'm good to go. Yep, pretty much. Oh, that annoys me at the club so much when I see it. Oh, I know. I'm oh. perfectly at home with that. Um, as far as I know, these are resin and they'll have the components for both weapons in there. So it may be possible that you, with the medium of magnets uh, that you can have alternate swap-outable versions then that you can mix and match with. Uh, and they're big, clunky boys. Fortunately, they because of the huge weaponry they've got and the cooling system, they're also bulky, so you can't stick them into an enforcer dropship and just I power love the, them up the field and drop them onto people. I love the look of the legs, especially the bottom of them, where it looks like they've got the kind of stabilization things. Yeah. You can imagine them sort of like thunking into the ground and then sort of like rocking back as they like fire their guns and stuff. It's very atmospheric. It's very yeah. cool. The enforcers have always had a very like Iron Man-esque sort of vibe to them. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Definitely get to see that later as well. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm all for that. Uh, next up then is the Damnator sniper platform. They call it a sniper. I mean, I, technically, that's what he's doing. Um, Firefight. Yeah. Firefight is a very compact game in that a lot of the ranges tend to be very tight. So the even the big heavy weapons we've just seen on the um, Nova Shock are 18 inch range. Uh, a lot of the weapons are around that. It's it, Firefight is exactly what it says. It's up close 
type firefights in small areas. Uh, so this fella can set 48 inches away and mm-hmm. take little pot shots at people um, with uh, an AP-5 anti-tank weapon uh, that has the potential to, to do up to sort of three damage per shot. It gets two a turn. It can really, mm-hmm. I mean, it can bang through tanks. Now, I'm not saying that this is a consequence of Ronnie demanding that a ton of tanks be put in and annihilation protocol be added that allow you to play flipped versions of firefight where you've got tons of vehicles and very few men but what i will say is when tons of tunnel runners are coming towards me these will be behind the nova shock trips sniping <laughs> um, uh, oh look there just happened to be a nice building on my side of the field oh don't worry there's just five of them lined up across the parapet you're fine <laughs> i really i really like the look of the real gun the little players yeah he's mm-hmm. a, a little grav thing as well so as long as it's mm-hmm. He's only crossing like height two or lower obstacles and difficult um, terrain. He just ignores it, just treats it all as open ground. So he's just sort of floating along, uh, doing pop-up attacks like an Eldar jet bag of old. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he's a he's a cutie. I wonder if they're going to do alternative weapons in the future. Mm. Possibly. And Time what else would you tell. want to see on it? Artillery. Some, something artillery, something, this is very specifically two dice, bang, your tank is... If not dead this turn, then dead next turn. But you can see from one side of your tank to the other. <laughs> something big, blasty for dealing with um, horde infantry armies for vermin and oh, marauders. Cool. Marauders, particularly, I really don't want them coming anywhere near my stuff. What about Although, something in a Gatling style? Uh, I mean, well, a big, a big, big, brutal version of the Gatling um, assault rifles that the enforcers use could be a could be a winner they've already got mm. quite a lot of firepower anyway but but something <laughs> something really punchy for when a horde of marauder ripper suits are coming towards you and i want to remove them from the table before they get into range unless i'm playing the marauders in which case uh, sucks to be you so, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also these cute little enforcer drones are odd. little teeny tiny dronelets um so the obviously the enforcers are very hit and run uh fire and maneuver and they have a few other alternate bits and pieces uh these come in a variety of flavors so they can be kitted out as um stealth mine layer command drones or just with a default sort of combat shotgun type of thing on it um which is interesting so it means you've oh yeah got just a, a shotgun <laughs> I, I actually have seen like a real drone that somebody made with a shotgun on it it was terrifying yeah you know they, these are much better because this is the future uh, but it has it has interesting um, uh-uh. connotations for how you how you run them because they're they're relatively cheap as far as peacekeeper stuff goes um but the weapon systems are less interesting to me than the command upgrade okay um, because right. it gives the option for an additional command dice and in firefights you're all about command it allows you to do extra things it allows you to break the rules in very specific defined ways uh-huh. depending on the faction you're playing so enforcers mm. one of their key um things is like a, a move fire move which you normally right. can't do um but it all comes down to how many command pips you have every turn to spend and they're tied to command leaders uh and if your leader gets shot then you drop dice so mm. the command drone is a cheap way of getting additional command dice for for tactics uh, yeah. onto the table so i like that and so also he- dropping mines on people's heads is fun yeah so hedge your bets and be able to be a bit more aggressive with your commander yeah well yeah or don't worry so much if uh, a sub commander or uh, some sort of uh, sergeant gets shot in the face. Um, so yeah, 
I like those. They are interesting, but not as interesting as these. Oh, thank you, Lord. I think these are the ones that Mantic was talking about that they've been sitting on for a couple of years now, waiting for everything to calm down to get back into the actual release schedule that they had planned at one stage. So the Enforcers and the Enforcers in Peacekeeper armor, so these are their standard plastic troops, are now both getting phase claws. Uh, they've been in the list since day one. Everybody gets to go schnick, schnick, um, pretend to be Wolverine for a little Wolverine while. Wolverine in Iron Man armor. Yeah. <laughs> Wolverine in Iron Man armor. The best Wolverine you can get. Uh, so, so speedy claw boys and less speedy claw boys. Yeah. It's just 100% full-on combat-orientated squads. Um, ton of attacks per model and then a decent AP as well. Um, so Very cool. You're pretty much going to cut through most things. Uh, and then you could also get, speaking of, hmm, yeah, speaking of Wolverine and Iron Man's armor, there is a special character called Sergeant Howlett. Oh, Obviously, yeah. Obviously, yeah. like Wolverine's name, except he's in Peacekeeper armor. He's doing the superhero landing and he has face claws. He's the only model that had two face claws. So you could have, um, you could have Iron Man with Wolverine's claws running about in front of them. Uh, and he's a, he's a tight, tight fella. So I'm assuming these are going into your, your transport flyer and just bailing up the field, bombing out and just munching something. Oh, just dropping them on people's heads from, from above <laughs> uh, quite a lot. So, yeah, exciting times for the enforcers. It'll be interesting to see, obviously, some of these uh, have rules in Firefight already. Um, Dead Zone is kind of been i wouldn't say ignored this year but it was definitely on the back burner while they were getting firefight out getting it up to speed uh and then obviously the new twiglets and uh northern alliance and bits and pieces for kings of war getting a look at uh so they have said dead zones getting uh definite uh look in i think early 2024 um a new faction is coming in which i think is the nameless in fact i know it's the nameless it's the nameless. Uh, but some of these weapon systems and the like aren't currently in dead zone. So I imagine things like maybe not the the sniper platform. Um, although that might be a bit much. <laughs> although, you know, yeah. I wouldn't say no because the vermin have their own weapon platforms anyway. But definitely things like the little drones being able to zip around, especially because dead zone is really compact and lots of height and levels to push people off. So being able to drop mm. mines on top of objectives on high levels or just have the little command protocol drone running around giving you the extra tactician dice. Even just sweet. nipping around a corner and going, surprise, shotgun. Mm. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. We'll see when they drop into dead zone. Uh, but for firefight fans, obviously with command protocols being out um there, they're all there now. So you can I think mm. you can pretty much feel the entire enforcer list. I think I think. And maybe we'll see some of the bits and pieces into the vault. Uh because obviously if you're just buying the resin arms um, mm. it's relatively expensive but if you've got a ton of enforcers and peacekeepers sitting around on sprues that you haven't built yet I was going to say because they're all plastic yeah, aren't they? it's just the, it's just the face claws that are resin just the face it? claws yeah so yeah. I think they may go to the vault and so people will be able to 3D print those arms and cool. then. so that'll be handy yeah anyway yeah. Uh, speaking of handy <laughs> sneaky stuff coming for Bushido yeah, so uh, House Long Shadow have been announced to come as part of the latest set of releases for Bushido from GCT. Um, 
they haven't fully revealed everything that's going to be coming out for their newest set of releases for the month. But um, this one is another one of their themed warbands that they like to do. Uh, so they've done a couple of these in the past. They did one that was very much sort of Kitsune styled before this. Mm. Um, and they've done other ones as well for like um, uh, the R- Rokugan and all sorts of different things like that. But this one, House Long Shadow, is very much kind of ninja focused. So if you're somebody who likes Tenchu and all those kind of games from the past, this one might be worth picking up for you to dive into. Um, comes with uh, a whole set of different characters that kind of utilize shadow in different ways. So some of these characters will use shadow to transport themselves across the board, which is obviously quite handy if you're trying to stick up on someone yeah. and stab them in the back. Um, whilst other ones will be able to just utilize shadows wherever they are to kind of attack your foes and sort of hamper their movement and that kind of thing. Others will be able to draw on the shadows to power their abilities and stuff. So you've got some nice mages and stuff in the mix as well as just um, dedicated uh, melee fighters as well. I love all the poses. I like that they're all unique, which is just great. It's something you want with a game on the small scale that you get with bushido um all 35 mil as well so they you know these this stuff is is gorgeous it's going to be wonderful to paint as well uh, and it was really nice to see the painted preview there too i thought that was really good yeah. um and it'd be very interesting to see where people go with this in the future i'd love to see people doing things like the osl the tattoo work and all that kind of thing as well to really push the um individuality of the different miniatures i think it's really nice really like um, her she's decided the best yeah. way um, to project shadows is by hitting people with flames. <laughs> yes. And it will yeah. leave a shadow. Use light, creates more shadow. Well, yeah. The Very thing true. is, because it's on a rope, she can throw it to the far corner of the room that way where she hasn't yes. thrown it where she is. It's exactly. where she's in shadow, so she's safe. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> the other thing that's really nice about these themed box sets as well is that they kind of just give you a warband mm. just to play straight away. Yep. And it's everything's been done in terms of the rules and stuff for you to just pop these these folks out, put them on the tabletop and just start playing. You don't have to worry too much about list building and all that kind of thing. You can just start playing the game. Um, and I really like that because it kind of, te- in some cases when you dive into a game, you're sort of pulled in different directions by how cool different things look. Whereas if you're presented with just a nice fun warband box like that, you can be like, right, I'm just going to play ninjas and just enjoy playing ninjas on the tabletop. And more people need to play Bushido as well. So it's a great excuse mm-hmm. to do that. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, you just need to build up a whole board's worth of... Uh... Feudal Japanese style terrain. Exactly. And there's no shortage of that out there. So. Well, I think <laughs> we've talked about it a few times with different yeah. companies. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting on a Kickstarter arriving from Zenit that has a whole town plus town walls coming for me. There you go. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> see, how, see how that turns out. Yeah. I'm always amazed <clears> that Jerry just seems to have everything. Uh, we don't have everything, but I've certainly got a lot. <laughs> it's, the nice thing is have no dependents. <laughs> I devote, I, mean, my, I devote Jerry, my time, effort, and money to myself and not to other people hanging off me. Uh, Jerry, when you pass on to Valhalla, it's going to be a case of everybody you know, all of your friends are going to be coming around yours and raiding the Aladdin's cave. Oh, no, Fat Lad will just sell it on. <laughs> he, he knows the score. <laughs> anyway, uh, there are some more fantasy miniatures coming Ooh. from Satyr Art Studios. Yeah, so uh, we looked at these folks uh, not too long ago when it came to Indie of the Week. They do amazing stuff that has that really fun old hammer style to it. And the latest set of first run miniatures they're going to be doing. So eventually these will all be turned into metals later on down the line. But for now, you have to get them in lovely, sexy resin um, as the masters and stuff. These are their snow elves. 
So if you're looking to build a particularly themed um, Elven force for use in your old Hammer style games, maybe mm. something like Warhammer, for example, uh, these would be pretty fun and useful in order to do that with. Uh, this is just the sort of start of this. I hopefully going to be seeing more snow elves in the future as well. But this kind of gives you the elements that you need to build a command um, section for your regiments and stuff. So you've got a banner bearer, you've got a musician, you've got a champion as well, and then you've got your sort of standard um snow elves in there too so you got the one with the, the couple there with the bows just at the ready which is yeah. quite nice the other thing that i really think would be really good for these is using them for uh an oath mark force because uh, one of the characters is listed as a champion and in that in Oathmark, you can use champions to sort of supplement units and give them bonuses and stuff mm -hmm. like that so if you wanted to go down the route of playing a very different style of fantasy war game but still rank and flank these would be <laughs> great for that and you could just go and find yourself some fun snow elves that would match up in terms of aesthetic for these but always as always love love the detail in these uh, and i think they would be absolutely gorgeous to paint and very much remind me of the the old days right. i think you missed the trick you should have called them snelfs Snelfs. <laughs> I think we'll all default to that eventually anyway. Snelfs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's nice because it's it's a something you don't often see. Mantic have mm. um a faction. Well, I've already mentioned the Northern Alliance, the which Northern is Alliance, a yeah. conglomerate of people who've been kicked out of their own nations for whatever reason or have decided that they didn't like the way things were going left. So it's humans, it's elves, and it's dwarves. And it's even naiads of fishmen, and they all live up in chill in the frozen north. So they they look mm -hmm. like this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's nice seeing more random snow elves. Yeah, yeah. something nice to mix cool. in, add a little more yeah. flavor to your forces. Yeah, or just a bit more barbarian. So yeah, like very the, true. The, yeah. the glam to hell from um, mid Camia for the the Rift War, the the mad old barbarian elves. Mm. Nothing posh or fancy about them, dressed in furs and hunting in the forest like yeah. lunatics. It's uh. <laughs> It's I'm nice. a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of big hoods like those. I love mm. those hoods. They're so good. But um, it's not the only thing that was been uh, no. added to the web store recently as well. There's also the third of the old hammer demons has been made sweet, available as well. Sweet like candy. Oof. So yeah, you'd be able to pick this up as well, which is available as a limited run. I think when I was uh, looking at this, there was around 40, 45 of them left. Mm. Um, so once they're gone, they're gone. But if you are a follower of the God of Change, the Chaos God of Change, then perhaps you want to drop this in as uh, one of your changes of ways or the forces of Sench. Well, you could obviously take it in different ways if you wanted. You could just have a big blood-covered cockerel if you want. Or to. just <laughs> paint, it, paint it like a parakeet. Or a parakeet, yeah. That'd be good as well. P paint it like the chicken off the Kellogg's cornflakes. <laughs> oh, that would yes, Jerry. Yes, yes. all of my yes. You'd see that coming, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, I, I did not. Well played. That, that would definitely be the changer of the ways, right there. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. But I, uh, another really awesome one um, as well that's been added to the mix is uh, cool. his previous iterations of uh, Nurgle esque and um, mm -hmm. Corneate were very, very good as well. So it's nice to see. Nice to see another one coming. Yeah, it's just I would expect that the fourth so in the series will be making an appearance as well. So mm -hmm. yeah. I will I imagine so. It would be it would be rude not to, really. It would be rude not to. The yeah. interesting thing will be will he do um just a fifth generic, you know, uh unaligned demon type thing? Mm. Uh, or will he stick solely to the the the, the interim phase? So we'll we'll get a Malal type of demon. I was gonna say that will probably pop up at some point because you know it's all based on the old school stuff. So yeah. Yeah, great. I'd be yeah. right in there, right in there, like a very scary bear for him. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's good times in a can. And speaking of Old Hammer and the mm. Old World, uh, Games Workshop has announced some ideas they have for the rules. Yeah. So this is the first look that we've actually had at 
essentially game mechanics uh, for what's coming as part of the old world. Um, they've put together what they're calling their old world almanac, which is going to be a series of articles that look at the game and what's coming up before the release next year, around sort of February time from what we've uh, gathered on the internet. Um, nice to see the very the cool artwork from the past coming back. Always good. Very cool. Being colorized, obviously, which mm. is nice. Uh, but yes. So um, their first... Um, entry in this series looked at the turn sequence and how this yeah. is going to break down. So one of the interesting things is that you'll notice the spell, the magic phase has completely gone. Uh, and what they've done is they've then integrated spell casting into the different phases of the game, depending on the style of spells that you are casting, which in my mind makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the, for example, as some people said, ah, you're going to cast a movement spell. Well, you cast it in the movement phase so you don't forget that you've done it and that kind of thing, which I think is a good way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on the spell that your character is using, that'll be um, used in the different phases. They've also added the strategy phase at the beginning of the game. So this is where you do a lot of the morale stuff that you would do as well. But it's also where you'd use a lot of your hero special abilities and things. So if you've got leaders for your army that could have aura effects or boons and that kind of thing that's when they will trigger most likely yeah. and that kind get of stuff get all your bus and debus out there yeah get them out there into the into the world uh, the old world haha <laughs> uh, and use them in your games um, they've kind of given us a very broad overlook at what sort of is coming at the moment but it's certainly taking things in an interesting direction where it feels familiar enough to be Warhammer Fantasy whilst also being slightly different it- um, one of the things they also mentioned is this idea of an active player uh, and now that's it. It could just be terminology, be like the person whose turn it is. But I also be quite interested to see if they go down the route of maybe adding reactions into the game, a little bit like they did in the Horus Heresy, to maybe well, take. If you look at if you look at phase two, yeah. it does say charge and charge reaction. Exactly, yeah. But that Char- could charge reactions have always. Been they yeah. could just be hold or or flee and hold that kind of thing. Flee, if they were based yeah, on the old, ship. yeah, standard the, the idea and that of, kind of thing, an so. active and then possibly a reactive player. It would be very interesting to see if they added in, because um, it would obviously mean that it would be less uh, or solely focused on the one player having their turn, which is always a nice thing uh, in game. I kind of, yeah. I kind of like where they're going because this this turn sequence is very similar to forty K's turn sequence. You, know, it's very yes, yeah, you know, because they got rid of the psychic phase and did exactly the same what they did here with the magic stuff. Um, I kind of I like that from a accessibility point of view. Because mm-hmm. if you're going from 40k and going, oh, what's this old world about? Everyone keeps telling me that Warhammer Fantasy Battles was amazing back in the day. <laughs> yeah. It's it's an easier pickup. And they've obviously yeah. been thinking, how do we get that accessibility across mm-hmm. three or four major games now that they're, yeah. they're looking at four large scale mm-hmm. games? So, well, I like I the like idea it. that they're using more modernized mechanics rather than just going to an old rule set and going, right, let's dust that off. They're actually looking at it and saying, how do we streamline this? How do we make it appropriate for the modern gamer? Here's yeah. seventh edition again. No, that's not. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. I'm happy they're not doing that. Yeah. One of the other interesting things that came up when they were talking about this is that they mentioned morale. So morale um, is, is obviously happens at the end of the combat phase where you see whether or not you need breaks and that kind of thing. But you also then rally units as well as you would do in the old game. But they've changed how this works now. So you obviously take a leadership test as you would do to rally a unit, and if he rallies, it turns around and it can carry on back into the fight. If it's at um, half of its strength, they've said, then you're at minus one. And then if you're on 25% of your strength, you need double ones in order to pass. So they've really pushed this idea of um, if a unit has taken a lot of casualties, it is incredibly hard for it to come back into the fight, which I think will be very interesting. The cynic in me is also seeing them go, 
you need to make massive units now. Hence why maybe your men-at-arms bowmen need to be 36 models. <laughs> mm. Well, <laughs> again, that, thing, that'll but, balance yeah. down into the stat lines because you could have a unit that's got very few models, but it's super tough, super hard to remove. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's a game balance thing in my opinion. Yeah. So that's we, that. That's we're, we're, I'm obviously looking at this in a vacuum. It'll be very interesting to see what the survivability and the damage output of models is because obviously, as you say, Justin, if that is balanced in a way where you're not going to be losing 20 models a turn or something, then it doesn't necessarily matter that your unit's now suddenly on half. half let's say it's something like a, whatever, but, a unit of, yeah. say, 12 ogres, mm. and it takes just as much to kill half of that as it would to kill, say, 15 humans out of a 30 human regiment. Yeah, you know, so, so it's it's yeah. really down to the how they level that out. Yeah, but well, uh, as I say, eighteen. <laughs> I'll be eighteen wounds you need to do on the Ogre Regiment if they're three wounds. <laughs> I, each, I yeah. love Jerry's brain. Yeah. Yeah. This is the most interesting thing for me. I don't care about any of the rest of it. They've changed where rally comes in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the turn sequence was declare charges. Mm -hmm. Rally fleeing troops, compulsory moves and charges came after that, which mm -hmm. meant you had a potential where you declare charge. And then a fleeing unit would get in your way when mm -hmm. you couldn't complete the charge. And if it was something big and you need to do a multiple charge to make sure that it went away and all of a sudden one of the units couldn't get in because a panicking unit was running around in front of them, yeah. uh, then you put one unit in by themselves and they died. Uh, now you know there's no, there's yeah. no issue with that because you've already worked it's out whether that unit's going to be fleeing yeah. or not. Yeah, mm -hmm. and those fleeing units can ready up and get back into the fight in the same turn. Because having to do it after declaring charges, you're waiting that extra moment in the battle to actually get them readied up to go back and do something. I, I was mm -hmm. less worried about that. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's tidy, which I they think rally, is quite they, good. All they can so. do is rally. They, they don't yeah. get to move. They don't get to charge or anything else. Uh, mm. But uh, yeah, it certainly, it certainly feels like they've tidied things up. Obviously, again, this is a very early look at what they're doing with the mechanics and stuff, but it's nice to get an idea and a vibe for how they want to play things. Mm. We also got a look at um, a couple of different things. So we got a spell that we're going to be using. So they've now got a casting value, as you can see there, which we're going to be talking about in the future, which is quite nice. But it gives you an idea of the kind of effects that can be done um, when it comes to uh, the different spells that could be cast. And obviously that one's an enchantment. So you could then look back at the turn sequence and be like, ah, so this would be cast in this phase and stuff, which I think is quite nice. And also it's nice I to see that things will carry dead. through into other people's turns as well, which is good. Uh, so this is until the start start turn phase, until your next start of turn phase. So this is going to happen from your, in, from your go into the next go and then through to yours again, which I think is quite nice. So they've put some stuff in there to make things um, nice and reliable, which is always good. As long as you can cast it, of course. Uh, the, uh, the interesting thing for me in this <clears> is the caster's command range, because I remember there used to be levels of wizard. I wonder if they'll have something similar to that again, where higher level wizard, bigger command. That that would be cool. I'd like to say I'd like to see the levels of wizard come back, but it'd be interesting to see where. With it. Although maybe they'll just do, you know, as John was saying, maybe they'll do something where it it feels more of a move over from other games, where psychic powers and spells will just be baked into your character. And, mm. you know, you pick a wizard and this is what they do kind of thing. But yeah. We'll see. Or so. it might be that your named characters have that that bigger bubble, but they might yeah, have this. Yeah. It, it could be more yeah. Hero Hammer. I think there could be a lot more named yeah. characters yeah. doing all that sort of stuff. Well, yeah. they did mention 5th and 6th edition a lot when they were talking about the game. So <laughs> we'll see where things go, I guess. But uh, there was also an enchanted item showed off as well. So we yeah. saw something for the Camry and we saw something for Britannia as well. So this was uh, another of the items that can be used in the command phase or the sub phase, sorry. <laughs> the the uh, sub phase, yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, so uh, a nice little unit there as well. Uh, not that's, unit. That's uh, very sorry. powerful. 
it is stop those flying units yum 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 so because i mean yeah. previously there were things like the brass orb <clears throat> which mm -hmm. were one use and expensive because being able to shut down flying in a turn mm -hmm. is massive there's nothing in there that says that, that horn is one use only. No. So or that you'd have, pass, you'd have to pass the leadership test, though, which is the key thing. So, oh, no. Yeah. Because what's, what's <laughs> it goes on, well, so let's say it's going on the grails. Yeah. The grails are going to be sitting with leadership 10. Oh, yeah. Probably. 10 on 2d6. Yeah. Every turn, if your opponent's army is based around demons with a lot of flying, they are really going to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact is, this has no like range on it, so that. Well, no, it's wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wide. Oh, yeah, you got to walk. That could be horrifying. Yeah. Oh, no, you flew up behind hard terrain and now you can't fly. Good luck getting through it. That needs to be 100 points right off the bat. Right now, I'm saying. If that's because the brass orb was 50 and it was one use, if that's not 100 points, they're taking the There's going to be a lot of wood elves with eagles that would be very annoyed at that as well. So, yeah. Would it concern you if I said every Warhammer game at the minute is currently War Gear is free? <laughs> oh yeah, in, in the current forty k. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Well, yeah. um, but I think one of the cool cool things about this. Oh, is hang that... on, sorry. I just have to. Mm, I have to stop you there, Benjamin. That's right. I've just read the last line again. If this test is passed <laughs> until the start of your next turn, enemy units cannot use fly. But so you still can. The brass orb. Everything was grounded. Lightning. But your Pegasi can still Everything's fly around. So yeah. Your stuff still fly. That, yeah. If that's not two hundred points, <laughs> then that's undercosted and as OP as. <sighs> so next up, it's if that's not costing your firstborn, it's OP. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't have any of those. So. Well, then you're paying nothing. You, you put it on layaway. Oh, that's right. Um, that's okay. But uh, yeah, I think the nice thing about this is that the design team have clearly now got to a stage where they can actually start talking about the game, uh, and it'll hopefully be a little bit like what we saw with the Sisters of the Battle when they were coming through into the release schedule for Games Workshop, where they started showing us off the design of the models and all that kind of thing. And having this thing now being called the Old World Almanac will hopefully mean that every week, or maybe every two weeks, we're going to see something coming out from the design team about the game and what people can look forward to, and sort of people can get an idea of what kind of game it's going to be because they did make a massive point of saying at the start of the article that it is a new game it'll be very interesting to see how that actually comes across is it still very much warm fantasy but in a new style or have they completely changed the stat lines and all that kind of thing who knows it's, i guess we'll see they've gone from going uh, we're going to re revamp warhammer and we'll yeah. we'll build something out of out of the old rule sets to it's a completely new game yeah, it could be yeah, a bit more mighty. We'll see. There's a bit of a vibe of how OP can we make this now? How much can we get back into the old min maxer mindset? Because they're they're coming back for the old game and they love the min maxing. How much can we engineer in now? The, the, the issue, the issue is like, who are you trying to sell it to now? Because mm. they have a younger but player base than they've ever had. I, th mm, I think yeah. that's the key, John. Because the original players, the ones who wanted the old world back don't want a new game with different things. They like that game that they were yeah. playing and will probably continue if, they're, if they've if they been playing for long enough and they have the stuff themselves, they'll just keep playing the old one. Um, and if this is such a radical change that it's not worth your while putting aside mm. the old rule set to buy into the new one. So I think this may be more 40k meets Age of Sigmar in the old world. I think Rather so. than actually Warhammer. If 
sorry, go on, Joe. Yeah, to, to me, it feels a bit like um, when Horace Heresy started going plastic. It kind of feels a little bit on that similar vibe. It's like, you know, you wanted an old fight, have an old fight. And in Age of Sigmar, you wanted an old an old world feel. Here's the yeah. old world feel coming back. So it, mm-hmm. it kind of has that vibe to it. It'll be interesting to see how the non-Warhammer um, players look at it and whether or not it gets the, the buy-in. So uh, mm. by that, I mean even the current 40K kids who have never yeah. played the old world because it, it went away before they were born. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's about... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's been gone for a good while now. Yeah, it's gone... Uh, There's it's a new generation of war gamers that, have, that are coming never, into the hobby never have never it. played it. Yeah, and they've, never only, they've only ever played Total War Warhammer, probably. That's yeah. it. Possibly, Maybe yeah. that's where the appeal is coming from, too. Yeah, Maybe I that's what's going to help drive some of that interest I saw over. Someone commented on Facebook. Uh, not Facebook, I think it was YouTube. They, was, they said to said to me, um, I my, me and my son play Warhammer Total War. This is the game we're going to pick up and play. Me yeah. and him are going to build our armies and stuff. And I'm like, that might be, as you say, the crowd that that looks at this. Like, if nothing else, if nothing else, all the old models are coming back, so you can just play Eighth Edition if you want. I've, See, I've got the book. So <laughs> for for me, it it is a wait and see what the models, yeah, like what happens models wise. Because I I've always wanted a Bretonian force, so. If well, they're, they're all out there, you can see pretty much yeah. all of it now. John's oh, going to yeah. buy that new Sata box. <laughs> uh, hey John, you, you remember those Pegasus Knights I got you that you never built, never painted, chucked out for your birthday? Uh, I don't remember <laughs> what you're talking about. I think we should just move on. <laughs> anyway, a quick question for any of you who've played Total Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's it play like? It's very good. It's Is good it? Yeah. Because obviously I play, I've played the historic games. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they start dropping in monsters and magic, does that become the focus, or is it still the focus? Is it's still armies? more of the moving around and and you know setting up your lines and attacking and stuff. It just so happens that occasionally there'll be a giant. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, not, but good... it's it's not such a push towards the characters that that they look at that and go, well, that's what we need to do. we need to go really because Hero Hammer was the worst part heroes heroes are still very powerful in uh, in total war but and, they're not in, like uh they're not the be all you can't just like win a yeah. win a well, battle with just heroes and stuff it, so. it runs very similar to the old there. one because yeah. in the old ones you would have had like special abilities or like advisors you would attach on or like armor and weapons you still have all of that mm. it's just switching it from being oh here's the special ability you've learned to here's the magic you've learned yeah, obviously, an army like Zench will have like a billion wizards that'll cast a, a thousand spells or something. But <laughs> yeah, but that's but, just like yeah. having active battle yeah. cries by another name. Yeah, just doing yeah. a different whizzy thing. Yeah, and they still have winds of magic, and you have spell points and things. So it's quite, yeah. it's quite cool. It's quite I mean, cool. my preference in that game is more of the city building and society building aspect than the actual battling aspect. Nerd, it's so boring. <laughs> I enjoy it. I right. found my way. And on that note, shall we? Have a quick swish and come back to round out the show. Okay, folks, we are back to wrap up the show and we're going to be starting off with some 3D printing mm-hmm. from Mears Miniatures, or Mirsa, depending on how you want to pronounce it correctly. Yes. Correctly, or like everybody else in the world pronounces it, Mears. <laughs> It's one of those yeah. things. Um, so I thought I would drop this one in here because uh, a lot of people look at the Mace Miniature stuff. And the reason that 
they get put off is because it is ridiculously expensive for the most part because <laughs> a lot of their stuff is huge chunks of resin which is you know fine obviously they're mm. large scale models they're big resin pieces they're incredibly well crafted of course they're going to cost you a little bit of money um but miss have moved over onto my mini factory and what they've been doing recently is they've been adding a lot of their stuff on there as stl files for you to download which i think is a really cool way of doing things yeah. so if you're somebody who has access to a 3d printer and you want to get into the world of darklands and the stuff that uh Mears does. I'm just going to say Mears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you'll be able to do that and get your hands on full armies, all the different monsters, troops, characters, and everything else in between, which I think is a really nice way to go. Um, so, yeah, very cool. Star yeah. the Viking. Uh, yeah, because we looked at them as uh, an indie uh, mm-hmm. oh, a long time ago, and they have some absolutely stunning stuff. In fact, there's the Shining of Alum Tum. I've done an unboxing of because I've got two sets of those and they were not cheap. But as far as um, I really want to put down a couple of hordes of um, whites in Kings yeah. of War, uh, and I'm going, well, there's my whites right off the bat. I'll exactly. have those. And they Lovely. are stonkingly big miniatures as well. They're all around mm. sort of 60, 70 mil. Presumably, you can ambigulate or debigulate these to your heart's content of by course. the medium of, yeah. of ones and zeros. <laughs> I mean, we might keep them the same because we're about to get a big 12k 3d printer in the office oh okay. spicy fun fun mm, fancy but yeah. does john own this in which case it will actually work or <laughs> no 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 this this will be we're the office, this one. The office yeah, one. okay oh very nice yeah there's also talk of getting the the curing and washing station as well which Ooh. could be interesting to see how that affects it yeah um and will you be kept away from them so they don't break <laughs> I don't break 3D printers. That's another team member who shall remain nameless. Warren. <clears throat> but anyway, yes. Shall remain nameless. Uh, it's just really nice to see that uh, Mears have gone to the trouble of like looking at their range of being like, we want more people to have access to this. Obviously, it gets them more money as well, which mm. is great. Um, but you know, from an accessibility point of view, a lot more people are owning 3D printers and having access to a load of their stunning characters, their really cool monster designs, everything like that, being able to get those 3D printed at home, I think is a really nice sort of angle for them to take. Um, and, you know, the, as far as I can see, looking through their catalogue, they're all very reasonably priced for some pretty gorgeous pieces. Um, and even if you're not going to be playing Darklands with these, as, as Jerry was saying earlier, you know, use these to build up armies for all sorts of different games, mm. depending on what you're playing. You know, playing a bit of uh, Grim Dark Future or Age of Fantasy. Some Got interesting wings. Mm. Mm. Some some interesting uh, conquest alternatives as well. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Use them as really fun new miniatures for that as well. That'd be very cool. Yeah. Is there might nice. be an Elder nice World out there? Mm. Saga with a little bit of magic. Exactly. Obviously, a lot yeah. of them are based around. Um, the British Isles and, and parts mm-hmm. north. Uh, so you've got Viking and Anglo-Saxon influences and, and yeah. Celts as well. So mm-hmm. if you've already got a historic Force 4 saga and then you want to play Age of Magic, you can just throw in some of these as you know creatures, monsters, casters, whatever yeah. it happens to be. Flavor and spice. They I think it was particularly the... Um, oh, I really like that set down there, the Battle Host one. That's a very nice yeah, set. But uh, one Host of the things one. that's always drawn me to the work that they do is their undead i think their undead look amazing oh yes um 
that they're some of the most detailed and sort of badass looking undead and that you get the sense that they would actually kill you rather than just sort of shuffle around and get beaten to death by someone with a mace um but it's really nice seeing them do things like this as well i really like the fact that they've done the sort of starter armies for want of a better word yeah well i think the last couple of times they've been on kickstarter it's been for stl yeah, based thing. So they've obviously been starting to to think about this for a while, rather yeah. than actually doing physical battle hosts like they've done in the past or monsters. Mm-hmm. That's not right. <laughs> it's not, it's right, not right, but you want it. Yeah, not sure I do. It's also <laughs> a great. Also, going through their raid is a great way to learn about all those fun words that uh, oh, yeah. the, exist in Old English and yeah. Celtic and Gaelic and stuff. So yeah, every page has has the name, and then underneath has the phonetic. So yeah. it'll say that, it'll say that, and then there'll be brackets, and it'll what call a penny fan. <laughs> I, I particularly like it because it'll even tell you yeah. know because they do the, the phonetic for the whole thing. So even unit will be phoneticized below us in case you've ever wondered how to spell or how to pronounce unit or two yeah. things like that um yeah so that's, have that's fun when you like. when it comes to playing the game and telling your opponent what unit is going to be moving where so <laughs> i'm just going to say it right now thankfully this isn't in the 80s people would have thought you were speaking in tongues <laughs> i'd be locked up alongside the D players yeah <laughs> it's, it's for the best yeah. It's better that you go out there. But just look at those. How cool are they? What I will say, Very nice. the 3D printing will probably help out with is assembly. Mm. Because when I built those, as anybody who's watched that unboxing will know, some of these had individual fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That had to be attached. Yeah. Because of the way they had to be cast. <laughs> and uh, was I a fan? I can't remember. <laughs> uh, I think I had to cut out many expletives. Yeah, that sounds about right. I hope you left some of them in though, because it really it's it's there. It it's, adds to the flavor of the it, review. It's there to let people know <laughs> exactly why why is this thumb separate? Why um, from this point on, all unboxings will be rated by how many f bombs Jerry <laughs> drops. <laughs> well, you see, I would have said the the colorfulness and creativeness of the expletive should be how it's measured. Ah, uh, yes, okay. yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I, I'm assuming there's not a list of what's in here so far. But uh, it, it is a lot of yeah. everything. It, it is quite a few different bits and pieces. Um, some it, of the older stuff was traditionally sculpted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's no longer an issue because you can get like 3D scanners to yeah. Um, yep. scan scan the things and then make Just touch them up files and stuff some nice lizardman stuff in there yeah, yeah the, oh the Komodo dragon cavalry is really cool yeah the bathonic sort of range and stuff like that is spanking <clears throat> the uh there's that skeleton style. giant Warren wanted weeks yeah. ago <laughs> yeah the uh the greek style stuff is is one of the more recent so it was all mm-hmm. uh CAD designed, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah. me likey. Oh, they're kind of lizardmen slash naga. Mm. Yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Going yeah, back to knocking on that door of World of Warcraft again. <laughs> I'll t- I'll t- I'll talk I'll talk about my lizardman thing on 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 Sunday. Oh, oh, fancy, cheeky. <laughs> so that's just towards. Oh, the there, end there's then. more of your naga vibe with the snake-tailed archers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but loads of really cool stuff. Um, like as I say when we sort of dove into this one of the things that i think a lot of people look at is they they see the the mace stuff and then they think it's totally beyond mm-hmm. what they could have in the hobby in the hobby but if you've got yourself a 3d printer and you've just been 
tinker around with that kind of thing and you've always liked the look of this stuff come and have a look at the web store and see what you think because you might find some of those units that you really adored that were costing you like 50 60 quid or something whereas now you could just get it for under 20 dollars or something and just start getting it printed the, so. the only thing i think they could do to improve this is for some of the bigger miniatures show an exploded version where you can see the components that could be big cool. stuff like yeah. that if you only have a small bed on your 3d printer you might want to just be a little wary yeah. <laughs> print it, uh, printing a finger at a time <laughs> don't well, well no no it's just like a big beastie if it's yeah, yeah. like me and trunk me and torso is too hefty for yeah. your printing bed just mm-hmm. a little careful but it's not it's not the joy of 3d printing having to work that out yourself it's a hobby in of it it's a hobby (laughs) (laughs) that's why they have slicer programs and stuff that you cut things up with in bits yeah Yeah. that's fine that's how uh, that's how that works yeah Yeah. (laughs) we'll say that the interesting thing for me is a lot of people obviously there's the price for resin and some people don't want to pay that but the other big thing um with mercer is their scale is huge Hmm. which means a lot of people buying to play in a different system would go oh no they're too big or i'll only get the monsters because you can't really tell how big that monster is in comparison the fact that you can then go in and go i'll just de-shrinculate everything yeah Um, Yeah. there are some free files out there where it'll actually give you the same miniature in different scales so you can just scale these to that one guy that's cool yeah Uh, i think who was the best one that did it printable scenery did it and i'm pretty sure it's a free file cool see then you just put it on with your slicer thing and cut the monster into bits at a, a more manageable size jerry knows what he's doing jerry should operate this new 12k <laughs> right where, where where do i pour in the sacrificial virginal blood uh, generally over the top that's, that's where it mostly goes like halloween right we have some kickstarters to finish the shoot with a yeah. triptych Ooh. We do, yeah. So uh, we're starting things off with the Skiller Legion 2.0. So this one's a new project from the folks at Dakadakadok Store. Uh, I'm just going to call them Dakadaka from now on. It's easier. Uh, so this is a new Kickstarter which will allow you to build up your selection of potentially traitorous soldiers in the uh, grim dark future. Um, so as it as some of the other um, campaigns that we've looked at in the past they are producing a whole host of sort of 28 to 32 millimeter style sci-fi miniatures for you to use in games like maybe one forty thousand or grimdark future or the horus heresy who would have thought it something like that eh? Um, and this one is very much focused around the idea of sort of hydras and dragons so if you're somebody who likes the alpha legion and stuff in those games then these would be a perfect match for those um Similarly to the one that we looked at previously, which was the Roman Centurion one, uh, they're going to be uh, making these STL files available in bits so that you can just mix and match however you like. So you can just take all the bits and pieces, use them alongside plastic and resin kits that currently exist to make your army feel unique. Or you can actually just get a lot of the models just built and assembled and printed out as one effectively. So you can just um, get the soldiers effectively made as one complete model you just stick that on your 3d printer and away you go so if you don't care about having to build anything then that's a great way for you to go when it comes to this campaign uh there's the standard base set which is the core set that you can pick up which comes with two sort of basic squads so you get your tactical Scylla squad which is sort of like your ranged option for your units and then you've got uh, the assault squad which allows you to zoom around the battlefield with jetpacks have some fun or maybe under the ocean because these things are sealed for environment purposes. <laughs> so very I just nice. have under the sea playing in my head now. 
Exactly, yes. That's what plays in their helmets as they're running around. Oh, uh, no. there's, also, there's also some really awesome hero miniatures, like uh, that guy, uh, Lord Master Brother Agamon, is just so badass. Uh, love the pose with the mace out to the side. Very, very cool. So, oh, Cold Melter. Mm, have some fun. <laughs> uh, but they've also done lots of other bits and pieces as well. So in addition to the character models and stuff, you've got uh, vehicle kits. They are working towards unlocking an actual APC that you can use these on, or you can obviously just use them alongside the kits that already exist out there. And there's that uh, sort of like elite squad as well. So if you want to drop in some Terminator-esque fellows, you can do. Similarly to to their other campaigns as well, you've got the three stuff, the free stuff, sorry. So if you want to go and test out the bits and see whether or not they work for you, you can do that. And one of the nice things, as I say, with all sort of 3D printing style Kickstarters is seeing the printed miniatures is always fun because you can get an idea of what you're going to be getting when you uh, break this off the uh, print bed and uh, start painting and stuff. So yeah, very nice stuff, seeing these models in the flesh as well as in render form as well. Um, and there's even more to come because as it, as it goes with their Kickstarters, there are oodles and oodles of add-ons and milestones and things that they can unlock either via um, sort of hitting specific goals when it comes to funding or through social goals as well. But if you want some epic uh, additional characters and miniatures, they are coming your way. Pharisite, the Dragonborn Lord, again, freaking awesome model. Love that with the sword down in the ground and all the etching on the blade and stuff. Beautiful. Lovely. Uh, I make this maybe because I quite like the Alpha Legion, um, but yes, really cool stuff here from uh, Daka Daka. I really like the scouts. Yes. Mm. They're cool. It's um, an interesting take on scouts and works well with the design aesthetic they've gone with for them. They almost look like what happens if dark elves were also space marines. (laughs) <laughs> i think that would probably be quite a thing for uh if the alpha legion heard that they'd be like oh thank you very much <laughs> the thing i like best about this style of kickstarter is your delivery turnaround oh yeah, yeah because this will be out to you. yeah well this will be out to everybody while you're still hyped up about it yeah while you're still hyped mm. up about it basically mm. you know because you're already excited you will put the work in it's not one of those where it takes a year or more to get to you and then it's just like well you've went off the boil Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always always great to see, and they do have a good turnaround. They've done previous Kickstarters, which are delivered effectively within a couple of weeks, which is just yeah. mad. But you know, as John's saying, it's digital files; they're all done effectively. Yeah, once they're out in the wild, they're ready to go. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, so thoughtful, mysterious Sergeant Eric, <laughs> who is smoking a tab. Yeah, you should get him, John. I I would like that actually. That's nice. I think cool. out of us in here, Shay would be the one that wants this one. I've uh, well, yeah, he does like he, he, he likes had, his Alpha Legion. He had talked about doing something Alpha Legion wise. Mm. Me personally, I seen this Kickstarter and I was like, but what if I paint them like they're in Rohan because Ooh. it's a very similar aesthetic mm. vibe yeah. to it. Yeah, with all the scale meal on them, that could mm-hmm. be very cool. Ooh. And just just the filigree, just the the You're giving the, me ideas, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want Do you want to play Middle Earth forty thousand? <laughs> Obviously. Oh, <laughs> uh, someone's got to do sci-fi hobbits now. Please. Yeah. Well, rattlings. Yeah. yeah. Rattlings yes. exist. Artel already uh, do it. Uh, Artel already. Right <laughs> you got a miniature somewhere. My unboxing of <laughs> the the Hobbit halfling rattling snipers. How long ago? I don't know. I don't pay there, there's your problem. We do so much. <laughs> Just like in one ear, out the other, through the eyeballs and out the back. Oh, I know. But then when somebody asks you, you can turn around and just tell them. So you need to know, we, it We've all. had games on here that I have literally sat down and been in the Let's Play and I forgot that I played it. Yeah. 
I've oh, never sorry. forgotten you, Boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, John, be still your beating heart. Oh, don't worry. I am, I am full in on that. <laughs> right. It hurts. Well, we're not talking about you, Boot, this week. That was no, last week. Yeah, I we are that. talking about Dead Man's Hand Redux, though. Uh, I wonder why. <laughs> a whole other bunch of fun. Uh, this is, I think, solely down to Ben. Uh, put this in here. Um, so we'll not worry about it too much. Uh, but Great Escape Games have decided to uh, redux their Wild Wild West. Uh, I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago whenever they first started previewing it anyway. Um, the whole idea is Dead Man's Hand plays like a Western movie or TV show, so they decided to keep the movie feel, hence a redux, not a, a new edition, but a, uh, a director's cut of the rules. So core rules are staying the same, um, some tweaks here and there, uh, maybe some of the gangs are going to be changing very slightly but this is to put together uh, a new two-player starter set uh, and then the rule set as well which will contain as you can see three big lovely plastic buildings um, so those are currently uh single story however the plastic kits themselves have the potential with one of the later stretch goals to get a second story attached to them and those are steps um, mm. so the uh core set that you can pick up contains um or will contain for retail people the rules the tokens the dice and the card deck that you play the game with uh, and then alongside that three plastic kits plus the little wagon uh, and then a um, couple of sprues of gunfighters 15 gunfighters in total. Yeah. yeah so it's it's two of the male sprue and one of the female gunfighter sprues mm-hmm. currently however if you're a Kickstarter backer, um, that has increased somewhat and will continue <laughs> to increase. Uh, so I believe there's an additional sprue has been reached, which means you can have uh, 20. Uh, so it'll be, and it's up to you. I think they said you can you can mix and match whatever way you want. So it could be two female and two male gunfighters, or you can do three and one, whatever, whatever way you want to go to balance the books a bit more. You only need eight models max it's very difficult to get eight models in some cases as well if you want your gun hand and your boss to actually um be leading a crew of decent people uh, so it's <laughs> not a big model count um which is always handy anyway uh, but the uh the other bits and pieces that they've started adding in from stretch goals are particularly fun so as you can see the stores themselves or the buildings themselves come with the duck boards uh, however this is being used to increase the the value of the actual box themselves getting extra stuff sculpted or getting extra sprues added or extra bits of kit added so things like a little set of crew models are going to be added on the sprues uh, they've unlocked all four of the characters from the front of the book now which will have their own rules as well um, there's a nice little painting guide on how to paint their dead man's hand plastic building that might be handy for you yeah, ben let's just say um, you two can. Am I allowed color? Color? No, no. Oh, okay. It's mostly wood. Uh, but <laughs> must be done uh, in sepia. Yeah, but other yeah. things. So the horse troughs and hitching posts being added to the boardwalk sprue, which means it's really cool. Build up a time yeah. is really good. Uh, they've also added dogs and uh, saddles that you can have just hung over the hitching posts and things mm. like that. Um, and then they're working their way towards a um, scatter sprue. So a, a specific sprue with bits and pieces on it that you can add in. Uh, there's also Butch and Sundance there, um, which will have rules, not 
theoretically Bridge and Sundance, but there are two types of, of um, miniature in, in the game. You have your generic gang types, and then you also have some form of hero or villain of the old west that could be recruited uh, and they have unique special cool. rules so you know if you want to have bass reeves or if you want to have billy the kid or buckshot roberts or butch and sundance whatever it is uh then they wow, be, bill they hickok be. exactly right. yeah so <laughs> so those will all be dropping in um as you can see they've hammered through a lot of the stretch goals uh, already up towards the the meaty stuff which is coming um and so they have the plan for Dead Man's Hand for the next few years already sort of penciled in. If they get far enough in this Kickstarter, they'll be able to bring some of the tooling that's maybe yeah. for a year or two years mm. down the line forward. Yeah, bring it forward, yeah. Ooh, the saloon. Uh, including want. the, uh, well, this is the two-story building upgrade. So it allows that, you to turn into that, yeah. So, yeah, so you can, you can upgrade your single-story. The Mounted Gunfighters. Oh. The Mounted Gunfighters, again. So the same characters that are on the or the same model styles that are on the the current walking sprues so you can have them mounted and then unmounted because you can ride about the place in dead so man's hand so that's a big one so that's 2025 so they're they're on the cards for a year out if they get high enough if they, they have the funding then to bring it forward and get them slated in they won't come out with the actual kickstarter because the tooling isn't mm. ready for it yeah but they'll be brought forward from 2025 to sort of later on in 2024 they'll be able to fast track it a bit they'll more. fast track yeah, yeah. Uh, and get it out there um so as you can see the uh the building sprue now isn't just the the building with a couple of duck boards it's now got the barrels the buckets the dog the crows little saddles and your hitching posts and stuff so you can really get in and, and start detailing your town uh and then you two can uh rock out there with dead man's hand and i, I like, like Sorry, I like oh. that they're they're trying to make a very comprehensive building sprue to give you everything rather yeah. than thinking, right, I need to buy those, then I need the barrels and stuff as well. I, I like that sort of compressing into a kit. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, oh. I mean, it works well. And, and it's the sort of thing Kickstarter's there for. We can afford to do a basic building. However, if we get the, the funding, then we can get somebody to actually do the sculpting and the tooling to do X, Y, and Z onto the, the frames or, or add a bit of extra um, or pull pull stuff forward. You know, all of these little bits and pieces, it's it's really nice. If you've not seen uh, Dead Man's Hand being played, there's some videos pumped in there showing you how it plays through. I think Seventh Son even has. Seventh uh, Son's got a couple of great ones, uh, yeah. Has, uh, and yeah. I think they've embedded one of those in here as well. This is the this is the upcoming scatter sprue, which can yeah. be used to fill the back of the the wagons. So good. Which this this is one of my favorite things. Is whenever you have, they might not really do anything much in game, but it makes the the table feel lived in. Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, it, dep uh, it depends where you put them. So hmm. stack the them up. You got cover. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's scatter yeah. train for the tabletop that looks yeah. like um, it should be there. You're not just sticking a cactus in the middle of a street just so that there is a bit of something to hide behind you know having yeah. the hitching posts having the barrels having the the store and um that bits and cart. pieces outside is great yeah. that cart is dying for big creates of uh nitroglycerin and <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, you yeah, know well, what i would love to see for this big proper stage coach oh that'd be a nice one to do, do, so you can do robberies oh uh, do they yeah uh, i'd like to see that so there's Very the cool. there's the duck uh, this because I was wondering about this the duckboard sprue because you get some of it with 
the buildings, but if they do it separately and then being mm -hmm. able to buy it so you can actually lay out, because it's nice having some around a building, but then sometimes you want to be able to build a whole street. Um, so potentially just having a sprue where the duckboard is separate. Mm -hmm. is well, that's good terrific. if you already own like, like your Ben and you have a ton of the buildings already and you just need the duckboards to finish off the look, the flavor and the feel. Just build a few more around. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, uh, it's going <clears throat> great guns pun very much intended Bonus. and uh you can see in there the various factions that are available these are all the metal uh figures so and then there's the legends so you've got your rooster cogburn and all sorts kicking around um so it'll be fascinating to see how far they manage to guess mm -hmm. with the redux um whether yeah. or not they can actually unlock some of the other things i desperately desperately want them to hit you, the uh the mounted you could say that it's a straight shooter but you don't have to be on the quick draw to get in on this because yeah. there's still 12 days left, which turns out to be exactly the amount of bullets you'd have in two revolvers. <laughs> I hate you so very, very much. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> the high noon of the Kickstarter. <laughs> uh, I've, I've currently got three of the wagons behind me waiting to be primed as soon as we finish filming this show because <laughs> I'm using them this weekend in a game of Dead Man's Hand. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So well-funded, and it just needs uh, more people to dive in there and mm -hmm. pick up the slack, get a few more stretch goals unlocked. Right, in final Kickstarter, yeah. and this is uh, Dwarf Reinforcements from Red Bard Game. It is. Um, so we looked at some old hammery stuff um, earlier in the news mm. uh, from Satyr Art Studios, and obviously Games Workshop are moving towards Warhammer the Old World as well. So you might have a, a whole bunch of people who are looking at sort of collecting together their old hammer armies mm -hmm. and bringing them back to the tabletop uh, to play new games and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, Red Bard do a lot of very nice projects that focus around sort of old hammer style designs. They've done ogres, all sorts of different things as well in the past. Um, but this latest campaign is focused on building up their dwarf reinforcements. So uh, what do dwarves need to get across the tabletop quickly? Some cavalry. And so what they've done is they've created a whole host of boar riders. I wouldn't have immediately thought of boar riders when it came to dwarves, oh, yeah. but I certainly like it. It's very oh, they're, cool. They're Goes with the kind of Anglo-Saxon vi Anglo vibe and that kind of yeah. stuff when it comes to the models. Uh, and I think they look lovely. They are totally old school which is superb uh, and as well as the actual boar riders themselves you've got the boar rider command too so you can make a full-on regiment of these or maybe a couple if you prefer uh to sort of start to lumbering across the battlefield knocking people aside and beating people up with hammers and all sorts of good stuff as well Bag piping away on the side exactly. of his door. i yes. feel like you've backed this one ben uh maybe <laughs> <laughs> i do love the airship yeah the, the flying ship is wonderful um i love the idea of like a, the dwarf engineers just being like you know what we rather than us having to worry about a hill at the back of the army so that we can actually fire our cannons let's just strap them all to the bottom of a ship and fly around <laughs> shooting everybody instead this boat uh, needs a balloon exactly <laughs> malachi mackerson would be very happy with this that's all i can say so yeah, also physics cool. doesn't matter stick it at the back i really yeah. <laughs> I really the, like the yeah, long the term style. Captain. Yeah. Good old hook on the front there. And uh, the, you've got the little crewmates and everything as well. So you've got the chap in the lookout, and then you've got all the crew as well, sort of bumbling around on board, which is really nice to see too. Um, it, you could even take this in different. Say, if you've got a lot of the long drong slayer pirates, maybe mm. use this as some kind of fun thing to add onto the mix uh, alongside that stuff. That could be very nice to see. Um, but in addition to the. 
the boar riders and the airship there's also a kickstarter dwarf as well so if you want to get a captain or something to lead your army or a battle standard bearer then you've got the option for that chap as well which i think is really nice so yeah, yeah i almost cool. thought he was like conquistador style for a second it does, a, a little second bit look. yeah yeah <laughs> from the front yeah, very much uh, like I had that. to take a second look yeah. at that one. And then it's you see the boar snout. Yeah. Big, big snout on it. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the stretch uh, good stretch goals as well. Fancy yeah. as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. the fact that they're not the typical uh, Warhammer, they're Warhammer aesthetic, but not Warhammer units. So yeah. airship and dwarf riders, cavalry, um, are typical for later editions of Wamster. No, yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of other fantasy games that they would fit into. Kings of War, they'd be spot on. Um, replace the iron or the steel behemoth with the airship. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got your boar riders, just our boar riders. Go for it mm-hmm. instead of the badger, the brock riding berserkers. <laughs> you just go with uh, some boars. I instead. do like badgers. They are terrific yeah, stuff. Nicely done. <laughs> These are all being um, 3D printed. Yep. So they're, oh. it, it's not a digital Kickstarter. They, oh. the rewards you get are physical, but they're going to be done in 3D printed resin. They have a little bit of a showcase. There you go. There's an example of what they kind of turn out. I've got um, boxes full of them because I backed the Ogre of Kickstarter up that was new. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so everything. They're done in very nice, high quality resin, 3D printed. So you just get them looking lovely at your door. There we go. So yeah. there, will, there is some cleanup from those, what do they call those things? Supports? Yes. Yes, but not like one, too bad. One on the, the bottom scaffold. of his elbow there. Yeah, yeah. Which I know, let's just have to clean that off. Um, but the <laughs> the casting quality on these is say casting printing quality. Yeah, that would be it. I was about yeah. to call you on that. Wait, well, you could go ahead. You get told where to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really good though. So I don't know whether that's like a bigger than an eight K. I've seen the stuff that you've done with eight K. Um, you and Shay, John. Yeah, um, and I think. I think this may be a step up beyond that. It it uh, probably it's, is because really, they'll really, they'll yeah, they'll have big uh, industrial three okay. D printers that are running out. You know, maybe a hundred fifty, two hundred miniatures at a time. Ogre shame. Yeah, that's they'll they'll want something with actually a bed size that's fit for production at scale. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but I'll say two things. One, the quality of these was spot on, mm-hmm. uh, and two. Um, when it finally arrived, and it arrived in very good, it arrived well packed and in uh, a really quick turnaround time as well. Uh, and then when I started opening and going through it, there were all sorts of other little things that weren't mentioned in the Kickstarter. It was like, oh, here's another model I've made, and and here's some oh, banners, wow. that, and here's some cool. banners that I've done that you can use. And, huh. and cool. just, it was like, I've done this, and this is what the Kickstarter said we're going to do, but I found time to do this, this, and this. So I did. Here's some I, I little bonus lovey bits. Yeah, um, yeah, which was really nice and unexpected. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. I like I like seeing small companies um, do well, and when they get the opportunity to, uh, I better not lose that hand. I they they, they show their appreciation for you for doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's, it's also well worth well worth going to check out the Red Bard Games web store as well because they've got all the previous dwarves and everything else there as well. So, there now as well. So go and check that out. And they do have some STL files on if you do like 3D printing for their dungeon sort of set, which is quite nice. So yeah. Very fancy. Right. I think that wraps us up for this week. It does. Put my yeah. ogres away and then focus on the 
wagons. I need to focus. People, <laughs> people at home, watch me focus. Um, we'll be back again next week. Well, I won't because I'm off. I'll be sitting drinking. Uh, they'll be back next week. Uh, but if you want to see me before I disappear into the sunset, Sunday morning over on tabletop.com for the XLBS, where we'll be whittering away about hobby, ours and yours. Uh, don't forget, you can get a 30-day trial if you're not already a cultist member. And while you're over there, you can also check out the prize claim section and see whether or not you've won things. Because you have to claim it there. Because I don't read these comments. So if you've won, it's on the site. Keep our country. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.